Siege Warfare, a Star Wars fan fiction by Glimmer Glanger, and read by God of Laundry Baskets. It is rated teen and up, with pairing Cody Obi-Wan. Everyone said Synth was just like real blood. The healers in the temple had said so from the time Obi-Wan became aware that his dietary requirements did not align with those of his crush mates. That realization coincided neatly with an awareness of the fact that, perhaps, his crush mates met his dietary requirements. He didn't recall exactly the point at which he'd realized that not everyone could smell the blood moving through the veins of their friends, that most people did not have to focus not to fall into a habit of stalking smaller children through the halls or craving the give of skin beneath teeth. It had been a part of his life for as long as he could remember, and for just as long he had repressed those urges, learned how to control them and set them to one side. The healers made sure he had plenty of synth, enough to allow him to grow up strong and healthy, and they said, every one of them, that it was just like real blood. Obi-Wan had grown to adulthood, believing blood to be tasteless, bland and dull on his tongue, down his throat, into his stomach. He'd always been far too aware of how potentially uncomfortable he could make others to even try living blood. And not mattered if living blood ended up on his hands when he'd bandaged up one of Qui-Gon's or Anakin's wounds, or if it splattered along his skin after a fight. He'd ever and always ignored the ache in his teeth, the thirst in his throat, and washed it off. Synth was just like real blood. Everyone told him so, and he'd managed to convince himself it was so for more than thirty years. And then he got stuck in the siege of Nouvelle. Cody asked him once, in the early days of waging war together, if Jedi simply did not eat, He'd asked after the men finished a quick meal over small campfires on Ryloth. Obi-Wan had stood a little apart, keeping Watch out into the night, his eyes mostly shut. His vision was very good. He had a predator's sight after all. But his sense of smell was much better, especially in the dark, especially for living things, the taste of metal and oil in the air was easy to notice. Obi-Wan had looked over at his commander and huffed a laugh, shaking his head. Cody had looked confused when Obi-Wan said, The medics take care of my dinner. Sir? Cody asked, and he had smelled very good. They all smelled so good. Obi-Wan could see Cody's pulse beating in his throat if he cared to look. It had been reassuring, in a way, to know that the medics respected his condition enough not to discuss it even with their commanding officer, 
Many people took it badly, the realization that Obi-Wan was not like them. But Obi-Wan had never made any real effort to hide what he was. People always found out sooner or later, and so he sighed and looked back out across the plateau around them. He asked, Did you wonder why we brought nearly twice the suggested allotment of synth with us, Commander? I've noticed it's a precaution you usually take, Cody had said, his warmth changing the shape of the world around Obi-Wan, pinging the extra senses in his brain, the ones that encouraged him to tense and leap, pin down, and Obi-Wan's mouth had crooked up in the corners when he said, I suppose it is, but it's also my dinner, breakfast and lunch, too. He'd glanced to the side to see how Cody had taken that, but never got the chance to find out. Not before movement out in the night caught his attention. He looked back into the darkness and felt Cody come to attention beside him. The fighting after that proved a very definitive end to the conversation. He and Cody revisited the conversation on Norval months later. The synth blood ran out first, long before the Bacta and the food. It ran out even though Obi-Wan cut himself off, avoiding meals once he realized the Separatists had closed around them like a noose. His men were taking too many injuries. They needed it more than he did. He could go a significant amount of time without eating, and had before. He could deal with the dizziness and pain and cramping, awful hunger, if it meant that his men lived. Despite the sacrifice, they still ran out of it first. At least, he consoled himself, weeks into the siege, his men all shared the same type of blood. They could share with one another, medics stringing up tubing from one man to the next, plastic full of dark blood running into the veins of the injured. Obi-Wan began avoiding any areas with the injured after he caught himself staring at the tubing one too many times, his teeth aching in his mouth and his stomach cramping. His men dealt with enough threats to their well-being without having to worry about him. He kept to himself, stalked the perimeter of their camp, and wished— and the hunger made him stop and lean against a wall, that they were not fighting an army of metal machines. The guilt of even entertaining that thought, he could not have brought himself to bite an enemy combatant, forced no, he'd tried to force himself into it years ago on Melindon, when hunger had carved deep into his gut, made him wince. He had to control himself. He could! control himself. He ever had been able to do so. He ended his watch, eventually, and made his way back to his bedroll. He'd removed himself from the men somewhat, as far as possible, not because he didn't trust his resolve, but because the smell of their blood, so close, right under skin, made the pain so much worse. Obi-Wan hesitated, several ramshackle buildings away from where he'd placed his bedroll, tasting fresh blood on the air. 
He stood there, frozen for a moment, his stomach cramped with hunger, a pain he'd grown used to in the past weeks. The prospect of blood was painfully tempting. Even with his control honed from the time he was old enough to think, it would be torture to go any closer. But the blood smelled human. More than that, it smelled like clone blood. He knew what the delicious... One of his men was hurt. Up ahead, hurt and bleeding, his discomfort was just that. Discomfort. A trial to push through. Obi-Wan drew in a breath, reached out to the force, and ignored the dizzy buzz in the back of his head as he moved forward, feet taking him unerring towards the scent of spilled blood. He drew up short again when he found himself standing in the doorway to the room he had chosen for his quarters. Cody sat on a pile of rubble close to Obi-Wan's bedroll, them braces stripped off and one arm and blacks rolled up to his bicep. He had his arm crossed over his chest, bare skin almost startling. The troopers almost always kept at least their blacks on. They had not been designed to properly regulate their body temperature. And the flash of red was... Obi-Wan's teeth itched painful as a drop of blood slid around Cody's wrist and dripped. Into the cupped hand he held below with a whisper of sound that Obi-Wan heard. Obi-Wan reached out and braced one hand on the doorway, not to hold himself up, but to hold himself back. He said, awkward around his lengthened canines, Commander, you're, uh, hurt. Oh. He swallowed the saliva flooded inappropriately into his mouth, shaking himself hard. Oh, oh, call the medics. Oh, General, Cody said, voice very calm. Come here. Obi-Wan turned his mouth to the side, panting hard and fast. He was so hungry. I can't, he gasped out, aware of the shivering, moving painful through his body. He made himself concentrate, made himself take a step back. I'm sorry, I can't provide you with uh, assistance in my... Like this, I'll... Cody stood up, took a step forward. Obi-Wan tightened his grip on the door and rasped, Don't come any closer. It's all right, Cody told him. He took another step closer. Obi-Wan ached. He wrenched himself away from the doorframe, stumbled a step back, trying to find his radio with muscle memory. Someone needed to come out here, help Cody, likely restrain him. Shh, shh, Cody said, closer still, and Obi-Wan's shoulders ran into a wall. I talked to the medics, he went on. They said you're starving. I can make it, Obi-Wan told him, the world almost nothing but the smell of blood and his hunger. Commander, you, you need to, to go away from me. No, Cody said calmly. He took another step closer. I'm right where I need to be. Obi-Wan fought his instincts and won. 
He slid a step along the wall, away from Cody, despite every instinct inside his head screaming at him to pounce, to pin down, to sink his teeth in and drink. He swayed and then slid down the wall as his legs gave, his head spinning. It's all right, Cody told him, hunching in front of him, still holding his arm in front of his chest. I talked to Bones about the best place to cut. Cody went on, which made no sense. Here, you don't even have to bite. Obi-Wan managed to shake his head once, but Cody was closer to him, dipping his knees, bringing his arm around, and he'd cut himself, high on his forearm, a single incision with blood bubbling up and dark, and I'll hurt you, Obi-Wan managed to pant out, recoiling from the idea even as he vaguely became aware of reaching out, grabbing Cody's elbow and wrist, holding on hard. You have my permission, Cody told him, voice far away, past the ringing in Obi-Wan's ears, past everything. But, but he couldn't mean it, not really. It was, Obi-Wan's hunger was wrong. He'd learned that early. He was monstrous. And Cody still held his other hand below his arm, catching the drops of blood already spilled. Obi-Wan wrestled back some control and tore a hand off of Cody's arm, grabbing his other wrist instead, pulling it closer, and... Of course, he tasted so good. Obi-Wan licked through the blood pooled in his palm and heard himself far away make a relieved sound. It was... Oh, oh force... The healers had lied to him. He was nothing like Synth. He moaned, licking and sucking, following the lines of Cody's hand, searching for the blood pooled in his palm and the crease by his thumb, mindless because it tasted like spring, like a fresh day with sunlight breaking across a field of flowers. Shh, shh, Cody said from some distant place. Here, General. Right here. And he realized vaguely that he was suckling at the heel of Cody's hand. Hunger only peaked, but all the blood gone. Cody pulled his hand away, and Obi-Wan heard himself whimper. But he'd not. It was already more than he should have taken, already more than he should have done, looking and sucking at his commander's hand. And then Cody threaded fingers into his hair, tugged, Obi-Wan felt far too weak to resist as Cody tugged him forward and pressed his mouth against the inside of Cody's forearm. He tasted fresh blood against his lips and moaned, looking at it. Cody said something, but the words were so far away. Obi-Wan swallowed as blood filled his mouth, and it was delicious. Perfection. Life itself. He moaned, the sound muffled by Cody's skin, and sucked, and blood rushed into his mouth. Cody had cut himself well, with expert care. A little bit of pressure and the blood flashed out into Obi-Wan's mouth. He groaned and swallowed again and again, lost to sense as his hunger demanded satiation, demanded his teeth ached, demanding... 
but he wrestled that much control away from the hunger, resisting the urge to sink them down into Cody's arm to hurt him. He only drank warmth, such strange, impossible warmth, spreading through him with each gulp, mouth alive with flavor. He shivered as Cody cuffed the back of his head, holding him close. All right, General, Cody said, after some indeterminate amount of time. Tone gentle. Cody tugged with the fingers in Obi-Wan's hair, and Obi-Wan pulled away from Cody's skin, gasping for breath, licking his lips and blinking, trying to come back into his own head. He felt dizzy, floaty, and so hungry. Immensely hungry. His mouth flooded with saliva as he rolled his head back against Cody's hand, blinking up at him dazedly. I know that's not enough, Cody told him, the words not making sense for a long moment. Don't worry, we're going to take care of you. What? Obi-Wan managed, scraping together enough focus for that. Come here, Cody said instead of explaining. Let's get you settled before I call in the rest. Obi-Wan had no idea what he meant, but he seemed like he knew what he was doing. And Obi-Wan trusted Cody, trusted him immensely. He didn't resist when Cody stood and pulled him to his feet, helping him stumble. He felt like the world kept moving underfoot, dizzy, his senses all screaming at him, over to his cot. Here we go, Cody said, and guided Obi-Wan to sit. Obi-Wan started to sway. Maybe lying down would help, and Cody cursed softly, sitting beside him. He felt so warm when Obi-Wan leaned against him. So warm, and he smelled so good. Go ahead and send in the next bones, Cody said, which made no sense, as Obi-Wan pressed further into him nuzzling against Cody's throat. Here, Cody said, soft, pulling at him. Sit up, General. Focus. His head felt like it was swimming in bright colors. He wasn't sure what he was supposed to focus on. Cody seemed to want him to sit straighter, so he did, breathing raggedly as another trooper stepped into the room. Two other troopers, in fact. Bones and Mav. Make the cut deeper, Cody said, as Obi-Wan tried to process what was going on. He wouldn't bite me. Why? Bones asked, even as Mav held out his arm, bared to the elbow, with a look towards Obi-Wan that seemed worried. I don't know, Cody said, and Bones drew out a blade placing it slightly below the eye of Mav's elbow, pressing in. I think he's worse off than we realized. He's been out of it since I got him to drink. Sith spit, Bones hissed, but the words were fading out, a buzz covered by the pounding of Mav's pulse. Obi-Wan could hear each beat of his heart. He shivered as Mav walked towards him, leaning one side against the wall, one knee on the cot, his arm held out before Obi-Wan's mouth. Obi-Wan blinked reflexively, turning his face to the side, and Cody said, 
It's all right, General. We want to help you. And put a hand to the back of his neck, warm and broad and sure, pushing him just a little bit forward. Hurts you, Obi-Wan panted out, trying to resist the desperate, aching need. Not so much, Cody said. Mav's blood pooling up, dark and lovely, and and then Mav brought his arm closer, and Obi-Wan moaned, closing his mouth over the wound, pressing his tongue to skin and swallowing convulsively. The cut was deeper this time, flowing into his mouth, rich and thick. He drank and drank until hands tugged him back, until Bones said, Stitcher will take care of you, Mav. General, let me see your eyes. Obi-Wan sagged against Cody, letting Bones shine a light into his eyes, letting Bones touch his mouth, lifting one of his lips and saying, My teeth are extended. Hell if I know why he's not biting. Monster, Obi-Wan told him, dazed and dizzy, and saw him look to the side at something. His head was so full, he could smell perhaps a dozen men, hear each of their hearts, and... We'll talk about that later, Cody said. Who do we have next? Next was, apparently, Cries, who came up and offered his arm, and after him was Boyle, and then Waxer, and... Obi-Wan lost track after that, head spinning as he drank and let Bones assess him, vaguely aware of Bones commenting that he hadn't read anything about those with the condition becoming ill from eating too much after a period of starvation. The words were just noise. Pleasant noise, adding to the buzz in his brain as his stomach grew delightfully hot and full. He felt warmth, brilliant warmth, moving out through his limbs, and had no idea what it had come from or what it meant. He felt all loose-limbed by the time someone wiped at his mouth and beard, Cody asking, voice so warm. How do you feel, General? Are you full? Hmm. He managed, vaguely aware he had slumped against Cody's solid bulk. He could still hear Cody's pulse, steady and sure, not jumping with alarm at Obi-Wan's proximity, as he'd gotten used to long ago with other people, but felt no great desire to drink. In fact, he noted absently, his teeth seemed to have retracted. Let him rest, Bones said. His body needs time to process. But he'll be fine now, Cody said, shifting around, letting Obi-Wan settle onto his side. He felt so heavy. Sleepy. Won't he? Does feeding a starving man one meal make him better? Bones asked, sharp, and Obi-Wan never heard Cody's response, because he fell down into a heavy, sweet sleep. Obi-Wan woke up the next day with memories already clamoring in his head. He jerked to sit, remembering in stunning clarity, licking Cody's palm, closing his lips over Mav's arm, swallowing so much blood. Force. 
He owed so many apologies. Perhaps it was already too late. He pushed to his feet, surprised by the lack of pain in his body. There was no wash of dizziness up through the back of his head as he grabbed for his robe, pulling it across his shoulders, though, for once, he did not feel cold, and heading for the door of the little room. He drew up short when Cody stepped through before he could exit, holding a steaming mug of calf in full kit. Commander, Obi-Wan said, hearing the awkward stiffness in his own tone. He'd licked his commander's hand, cleaning the skin of blood. He felt a strange, stinging burn on his cheeks and the tips of his ears and ignored it, clearing his throat. My apologies for last night. I, sir, Cody cut in, heaving a sigh, stepping in and closing the door. Well, it was more like half a door. Obi-Wan wondered how Cody could even stand being in a room with him, much less alone, after what he'd done. You didn't do anything wrong. Obi-Wan scoffed. I bit you. You didn't, actually, Cody told him with a judgmental look that seemed completely uncalled for, as though Obi-Wan not sinking his teeth into his arm was a cause for complaint. Obi-Wan glanced to the side. It, he never enjoyed talking about his condition, especially not with people he cared for. That made inevitable comments worse, somehow. You know what I mean, he said, stiff. Drinking from you was terribly inappropriate of me, so I... Why? Cody asked, and Obi-Wan stiffened, looking over at him. He said, after a moment, the remembered taste of sweet, glorious blood in his mouth. You're a sentient being, Commander, not a plate of dinner. Reducing you to a, f a food source was... I can only apologize and promise you it will never happen again. Cody stared, lifting the calf and taking a drink, eyes narrowed. I didn't feel reduced to anything. The way he said it made something turn over in Obi-Wan's stomach. The burn across his cheeks remained. He had no idea what was causing it. Nevertheless, he said, Cody's response throwing him, he'd been told over and over that feeding from sapience was wrong, morally and socially, and weakening you in the middle of a siege was also a failing on my part. I, Cody heaved a sigh, with respect, sir, the only one weakened was you. We spread the required blood amongst a dozen of us. None of us even noticed what we gave. Commander, we donate blood to each other all the time, Cody pressed on, taking another step closer to him. Nobi Wan did not say that he knew, that sometimes he stared at the lines running between them and, if we can keep each other alive, we do. If we can keep you alive, we will. We wanted to. But if this is about respecting us as sentient beings, Kirby cut in one more time, then maybe you should actually respect what we want. Obi-Wan blinked, processing that. He exhaled slowly. A fair point, 
he conceded, dipping his chin a little. I just... He took another breath, held it, keeping Cody's gaze, because this felt very important. You must understand that the vast majority of beings in the galaxy react with fear. Fear or disgust to the idea of someone else feeding off of them. No! He held up a hand when Cody opened his mouth. Let me finish this. I care about all of you, and I know that you all feel a great deal of loyalty, and that we are brothers in arms. Cody frowned over at him, and Obi-Wan made himself press to the end. But I also know I'm your commanding officer. You have little experience. I don't want to abuse your kindness and dedication. You're good men, and I feel I have a duty. Criff's sake, Cody exhaled hard. General, you never asked us for a drop. You never even hinted you wanted a drink. Obi-Wan winced, looking to the side. I know, however, I recognize that knowing I'm hungry could influence your decisions. Still our decisions, Cody countered and force. He'd been learning how to argue, apparently. And if we decide we don't want to donate anymore, you're not going to press the issue, are you? Of course not, Obi-Wan said, recoiling a little, and Cody gave him a look like he'd just won a fight, all sharp and pleased. Obi-Wan sighed and gave a roll of his eyes. He knew when to fall back from position. He could regroup later. Very well he said. And I appreciate your consideration and assistance. We can revisit the issue if the situation arises again. We're still in the situation, Cody said, and unclipped one of the canteens hanging off his belt. He handed it out. Bones says he's not sure how you're up and walking. Until you're recovered, he wants you drinking at least eight ounces every four hours. Here. He held out the canteen, expectant. Obi-Wan hesitated, imagining the relief and the taste of blood on his tongue, teeth itching as they extended. We thought it might be easier, Cody said quiet, for you, if it was like this. I... Obi-Wan swallowed. His mouth was full of saliva. Commander... Are you sure? Yes. And anyway, it's not going to be good for anything else, Cody said, unscrewing the cap and holding it out again. Don't let Tech Tech's donation go to waste. Obi-Wan should have said something, perhaps, about the over-attempts at manipulation, but he was still hungry, and the blood smelled good, and they wanted to do this. He reached out fingers briefly brushing Cody's as he took the canteen. He took a drink, hesitant, waiting for Cody to flinch or look away. Cody just watched him, head tilted a little to the side as blood flooded into Obi-Wan's mouth. It was warm, still not rich and hot as it had been directly from their veins. It tasted less rich, less sharp, less rich. Still far better than synth, though, and a gift, freely given.
He swallowed it down and said, Thank you, Commander. Cody nodded at him, some tension going out of his shoulders, and said, You can finish it up while we go over the current intel about SEPI deployments. The siege broke after another two weeks. Anakin broke it, in fact, showing up with the 501st and tearing into the Seppi fleet above to give them the room they needed to get off-planet. And Obi-Wan figured, stepping back onto the negotiator, that that was the end of that. He had access to Synth again and would no longer need to bother the troopers for their blood, though he'd gotten very used to having canteens half full of blood pressed into his hands every few hours. He'd even, mostly, managed to process the taste and sensation of drinking directly from the clones. It tasted different, richer, thicker, hotter, than drinking from the canteens. But he could not blame them for not wanting his mouth that close to their bodies. He set aside those memories as best he could, and shrugged away Anakin's appraisal when they finally met one another on the bridge of the negotiator, Anakin looking him up and down and saying, I think the climate down there must have suited you, master. Nothing like a prolonged siege to clear up the complexion, Obi-Wan shot back, and Anakin flustered, the conversation moving on to other things, to the next battle, to further deployments. The End Thank you for listening.